475, make it five. Anybody can actually make money. Five trillion dollars. Property, people, profit. G'day, Gav. Jamie, I'm just turning my phone down to silent. That's good. You know what happens in the old days if your phone goes off during a recording? It's a carton of beer. I don't drink. So what happens then? It's okay. You know a guy who can get it. So, <laughs> so I buy drinks fine. for everyone else. That's it. That's it. Hey, Gav, um, we're somewhere different today. Last week, we were at your place, which yeah. was fantastic. And this week, we're out on the road. This is going to be a, a key theme that we do throughout this podcast. We're going to go to where real estate actually is. Yeah, well, I mean, last week, we were relaxed in the lounge room. Uh, yes, and um, you have to hold me back today, Jamie, because I'm excited. Because we're out and about. We've, we've found two properties which meet the criteria, meet the three rules that we talked about last week, straight into the rules. Don't you love that? I do. And they meet them to a T. So I just thought, let's go and have a look. A unique situation for us here where we're inside one property and across the road, we're going we're gonna to just skip across the road and have a look at another and just compare them a little bit today. It's, it's that sort of eerie feeling because you know, we came along. They are on the market at the moment. We're in Triggs, in King Albert Road, Triggs. And they are on the market at the moment. And uh, the owner said, look, I'm going to be running a bit late. Just I've left the door open, just wander in. So we're in a house with no one else here. The owner's not here. No one's here. But it is on the market. The only person here is the dog who's just <laughs> staring at us from outside going, what are you doing in my house? But I think everything's okay. Um, as you mentioned, we're out in Trig this week. We're going to test your theory a little bit with properties that are on the market, find properties that we think using your three rules will outperform the market. And there's a couple of places here in Trigg that tick those boxes. The first one here uh, on Albert King Road in Trigg. King, King Albert, Albert Road. Got yeah. it the wrong way around. I, I, Albert won't take offence. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and a beautiful home. We've just walked in and had a look. Yeah, well, this is actually a builder's own home. There you go. And so, but this test tests the theory of, first of all, we talked about, you know, that scarcity component we talked about the importance of land value. and We talked about having a nice home to live in. Well, this certainly ticks all three boxes. And certainly from a point of view of land value, I thought, well, rather than going through the land side of it, uh, I thought, well, let's invite um, Dan, Dan Payton. He is from a company that does this every day of the week, uh, developed. And, uh, and he f- he's a town planner, project manager uh, and a surveyor. And he can quantify exactly what we've got here because we're sitting on a subdivision site. And rather than hearing it from me, I thought, let's hear it from him. G'day, Dan. Thanks for having me. What do you see when you walk into this place? Well, I see a little bit of slope, but I see a duplex option. Um, So what we've got here is traditionally not a subdivision uh, possible block, but we've got a new development control policy that came in around 12 months ago. And what that means is any corner block in Western Australia... Uh, as long as it meets the minimum lot sizes, not the average, it has the possibility to get developed. Yeah, so, so Dan, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we're sitting on a corner site and we're on a substantial home that goes right across the whole property. So you'd have to knock the home down to, to build you know, two dwellings on this. I don't think you could convert this dwelling at all. But if you would knock the house down and do the normal subdivision costs, etc., you know, are we, are we talking sort of... $10,000 costs, are we talking $100,000 costs? What sort of ballpark figure to develop this property do you think? Yeah, look, this property, I'd probably break it into two sections. You've got the standard subdivision costs, which include all the government fees, contractors, all that. That's going to sit at around forty to 50000 Yeah. Now, this, this site in particular, we'd probably have some retaining considerations, yeah. but we'd, we'd build that in. It's probably down the track as a land banking exercise. You'd redevelop accordingly. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you sell these blocks off, I think in total this site is about 868 square metres. So you're somewhere around about, you know, 430 square metres of site. In here, you know, we're probably talking land values of, of that magnitude, somewhere in the order of, you know, $800,000, give or take $50,000. So you're probably talking somewhere around about $1.6 million coming back in. And if you're saying the costs in total would be, would be you know, sort of fifty dollars to $100,000, we're talking about really one and a half to $1.6 million worth of land value in today's terms. Now, this property is actually on the market at $1.95 million. So we're actually getting all of this home. And unfortunately, you can't see it at home, <laughs> but it's a substantial home here. And uh, you're occupying it with basically, you know, for the buildings costing $350,000 or thereabouts above land value. This exercise, though, Dan, if we wanted to go down the process of subdividing, how long does it normally take to go through from start to finish? Yeah, so start to finish, good question. Um, we're looking somewhere between 9 and 12 months. Now, in that time period, we've got three months at the start with the West Australian Planning Commission to get the approval. We've got about another three to six months of site works, depending how quick we work, and then another three months of government statutory time frames at the end. Yeah. So, it, yeah, 9 to 12 months, and you'd comfortably get the subdivision completed. And if someone wanted to do it, and they, but they didn't have the confidence to go through all the nitty-gritty, because there's a lot of detail to go through. I know that. We've sort of looked at this very closely over a number of years. Um, there are people that do this sort of thing, and it will actually go and manage the whole process for you? Yeah, definitely. So, look, you definitely, before you go into anything like this, um, you want to engage a town planner, surveyor, project manager separately, or turnkey together, get everyone in the one room. Um, that's going to allow you to look into any issues that are going to come up, so... This site, it's not an issue, but a consideration would be bushfire, given we're back onto the reserve. Now, for the average person at home, they might not be aware of that. Um, it's just another consideration for the build or if someone's going to buy the land. So if we stepped away from this specific property and conceptually, if somebody wants to know what they can do with the site, can it be subdivided, what can they build on, etc. Really snapshot, where do they go? Where do they get that information? Yep. Uh, so the council's always a great place to start and they'll always give general advice. Uh, from there, you probably want to talk to a town planner or surveyor or myself yes. um, and we can step you through. Uh, basically, it starts with like an initial consultation yes. and from there, then go through the due diligence period. So the local council, town planning department, sometimes those town plan schemes are online so they can get them online. Still need to speak to the relevant person to understand that. Might have to make an appointment to see them, but they've got information. That's not going to cost you any money, is it? No, no. So yep. councils are generally no cost. Yep. Um, initial consultation with someone like myself shouldn't be a cost. Yes. Um, and then depending on where you want to go from there, then you make the necessary choices. Yeah, and then obviously talking to the local real estate agents to understand what the actual land values would be to get a real... And you can get a really good snapshot there. Someone can do all the figures for you if need be. And there we are... There's the land value. Rule number one, what's your land value? Well, in these ones, it's very high uh, in proportion of the total value. So it meets criteria number one, tick. And we've got two of them. Yeah, um, thanks for that insight, Dan. Um, I like the way you kind of broke that down as well. Uh, should you think about the neighbours? Can that be a consideration with things like this? With subdivisions in Western Australia, neighbouring comments don't get taken into consideration. It's only when you do a build. So that's something that WA has going for it. Other states like... New South Wales, take in neighbouring comments, but luckily in WA, it's not the case. Yeah, and it's interesting in this locality, there's about 111 properties. 
in this one little pocket. So we, we're talking now into rule number two and crossing over that scarcity component. And if you divide into two blocks, there are no blocks for sale in here. So if you want a block of land, you know, it's going to be an even scarcer commodity than the house itself. And that usually translates into rising land values, which is a driver of growth over time. So whilst today it might sit there at $1.5, $1.6 million with the land, um, that could very quickly move up very considerably to the point where it's actually worth more dead than alive. Because this home is not over its past its used by date either. Yeah, well, not by any stretch. Uh, and that would be a tough consideration for someone coming in. You know, maybe it is an opportunity to have a, a great life, a, a property you enjoy coming home to for a period of time. And then you've got that land component a little later if you're looking to make your money work for you. You touched on the scarcity of a property like this. We've said where we are in Trigg, but just paint the picture a little bit of this section because it's quite different to the rest of the suburb. Yeah, I mean, scarcity, what, what do I mean by scarcity? You know, that's sort of... Because people often say, well, scarcity, well, you know, there's how, how many are there in the area? There's lots of houses in the area. But it's the area which is scarce. So we're wedged between the beach and Clarko Reserve, which is a beautiful reserve. There's a cafe, there's a restaurant down there. It's a really nice part of the beach, straight down the road from this property. So we're wedged between the beach... To the south, we've got bushland and we've got the highway. But out of the noise of the highway, so we're not hearing the highway, but we've got a big bushland buffer to the south. We've got a big bush, we've got a big bushland buffer to the east, and 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 it's fantastic for walking as well. It's not just bushland. There's walking trails, running trails, really fantastic. You can actually wander through. On the other side of it, are things like Carnup Shopping Centre and uh, and. St Mary's Anglican Girls School. So if you've got girls going to school, it's just down the road, they can walk to school if need be. And so you've got a beautiful bushland buffer to the east and to the north, we've got Up Road and then the real estate does change considerably. So it's the type of real estate in this little pocket which is really unique. Rises up from a hill, so it's like an amphitheatre. So you've got a lot of properties with views, both north, south and west. So because a lot of properties have got views, everybody's building quite substantial homes. So the whole area is undergoing this change every 10 years of bigger and nicer homes so it's always refreshing itself and staying refreshed and so the area is constantly growing and it's a, it's a living thing in that sense it's not a staid stable area like everyone builds their homes and it doesn't change much for the next 15 or 20 years this is constantly being renewed which gives it that ongoing scarcity factor as well so it's a really unique little pocket so it, scarcity it gets a 10 out of 10 from my my book yeah um I feel like I'm in Margaret River a little bit. You look over the back fence and there's some bushland. Uh, you go up just on the hill here and you can see the water and walk there in a few hundred metres. Not often you've got that and being, what, 15 minutes from the city too. Yeah, well, it has got that sort of that down south feel. And, you know, you know, it's like, I don't know if anybody's driven around the road that goes around to yelling uphill and then you sort of get around the bottom and you look at the ocean and you can see the rawness of the waves and look up on the hill and you see these magnificent homes up on the hill all, you know, having a great view to the west but it is surrounded by bushland. This is sort of that sort of feel. It's got that really unique pocket feel. And if you say that you live in that this precinct, people straight away know where it is. Now, we're going to test your, your theory. Uh, we're going to test your rules that you've developed over the last 30 years around land, around scarcity, and around that happy factor to enjoying coming home and living in a place uh, like this. We're going to take a look at the property across the road 
in the in a moment. But how do you think initially walking through here, this compares to that? Well, this is your substantial home. This is a builder's own home, five bedroom, four bathroom, three yeah. garage home, magnificent outdoor area. We've got a lap pool out there, which is solar heated. Uh, we've got a huge area at the front where you can have your boat and your caravan. This is a really lifestyle. We've got massive mature trees on the boundaries, importantly. Um, it's a substantial home, probably, you know, 12 years old and certainly not not to, not dated so it's going to actually have a lot of life left in it this this home you know will stand the test of time however it'll be probably past its years by date within you know the next 15 years or thereabouts so it might only live for 30 or 40 years before it gets knocked down whereas homes like this are really built to last more than 100 years so this is not going to be age and deterioration that knocks this home down, it's going to be the fact that the land value races past the total value and makes it a compelling story to knock it down. So someone who buys this home, we typically own our homes for about 13 years, and someone who buys this home will find that they'll get probably five to ten years down the track, the land value will be worth more than the total value of the home as a, as a building on its own single block. So now it starts to become compelling to knock it down. You make money by knocking down a beautiful home and selling off the two blocks. And that's when the competition starts. So this will probably be the next owner, on average, will probably be the last owner that lives in this home, necessarily, and then probably after that, someone will knock it and develop the two blocks and sell them off. That life cycle is a really interesting question to think about different parts of Perth and how long the properties on them stick around for. And obviously in an area... Uh, like this where the land value accelerates it might not be as long as other parts of the city it's a really good point jamie because hey take a drive along if you know we all love our sunday drives to go along the riverfront or along the ocean front have a look at homes that they're knocking down homes usually get to about 30 to 40 years old and they knock them down because they're past the use by date so on the riverfront now in perth you'd be easily knocking down 1980s homes well, that's 40 years old you know, that's pretty. That's a spring chicken. If you're over 40 years old, <laughs> you pass your years by date. How would you like to be told that? So that's as far as a home in a prime location. 40 years is about it. If you go back sort of further into other areas, homes are standing for over 100 years, which shows that the land values haven't appreciated at the same rate, even though you know land values are high in those areas. So prime real estate accelerates the depreciation for the building component of your property. And that's the sort of property you want to be buying where the land value is racing ahead and it makes that building pass its years by date by the time the building gets to about 40 years old. It's, it's a real example of the fact that if you're going to secure a property that ticks the, the, the land value, it ticks the scarce side of things, but it can still tick the happy to come in and live in a beautiful home box too. Oh, this is stunning. When we're yeah. sitting in a, in a really a, a first-class home here, you know, looking at you know, a beautiful outdoor area, We've got a designer kitchen, we've got large living areas, we've got bedroom wings, we've got a guest um, bathroom, bedroom wing up, upstairs with a kitchenette facility, we've got multiple garages. Like this, is a, this is a substantial top-of-the-range home. And yet, 13 years, probably gone. Yeah, poor guy. Well, hey, don't take offence to it, it's just that the land value, is a, it, the, the land value did the job for you. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, should we lock up? Go take a look next door. Yeah, next door is even more interesting. Well, across the road, I should say. It's got a different street address, but I can see the property we're about to walk through, through the kitchen window here. This is, across the road, is this property in 15 years' time. And so what we've been talking about, we now walk into the future. Let's have a look. All right, Gav, we've uh, crossed the street. 
We're at number nine, Spence in Trigg, uh, and another great property on a corner block too. Yeah, what's well, amazing, I mean, this property is also on the market, which is just, and it meets the criteria of the three rules again. Very different product. We're in a home which is more the original beach feel home. So if you're looking for something beachy near the beach, got a great feel to it with a separate studio. So again, this accommodates a different sort of family again. Maybe the teenagers are still around or maybe mum and dad are there or maybe you want to rent out the back and get some income from, from your own home to help service mortgage or put some you know, money into the bank you know, for your retirement years. Whatever the case may be, this property has that flexibility in addition to the fact that it meets the three rules. So we are looking at that mid to high $1 million range. The property that we were just at was around for just under $2 million. This one at around $1.4 million. What are the differences here? Yeah, well, obviously a step down in price. So you're getting less building for your money in comparison. But you're still sitting on something that's, this in this instance, all land value. And, and whereas across the road we were looking at something that was close to land value. At the same time, we're still in the same scarce location, exactly the same scarce location that we were across the road. And on top of that, this home is a very, very nice, livable home. It's got a great feel to it. So you don't have to compromise too much to get a really good out financial outperformance. You've still got a fantastic home to live in. We're not living, certainly not living in a dump, which is often what people think they have to do to make money. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the land component for a model uh, for a moment. That's kind of one of your golden rules. How does it sit here? Yeah, well, same sort of situation as what we're looking at across the road, where you're on a corner lot, you can subdivide, and you can basically sell off two lots. So all the same things that applied across the road, different costs, slightly different values because the blocks will be a little bit smaller, but you're still talking about the same principles as we had across the road. So it's still about talking to the council and all the things that Dan was running through that when we talk about subdividing land. So it is land value only. That's the difference. And so this is across the road, but perhaps fast-forwarded by 15 years. So this is already land value. Uh, secondly, scarcity, no question. I mean, we're in a great little pocket here, mature trees, bushland to the rear, beach to the front. You know, it just, it's just a knockout spot. 111 properties again in the location, and this is one of those 111. So that, that ticks that box. And the interesting thing is we're sitting here in a lounge room, which is a great open-plan living area, looking out onto a deck which has a great outdoor entertaining area overlooking a pool and a separate knockout studio which is really first class. So, you know, again, we're in a really nice home that it would be an aspirational home to live in. Check out the view just as we look out over the back deck there as well with that bushland at the back. Well, I'm peering out now. Have a look. Lo- looks fantastic, you know. I mean, that's that you don't often get a property Near, near, the, near the coast, the thing in Western Australia is, you know, often people say WA stands for windy always. And so you've got to watch out for that sea breeze. Well, we're out of the breeze here. We're tucked out of the breeze. And importantly, we're on a southeast corner, which actually designed around out of the sea breeze. So that's such an important point. If you live on the coast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't live near the coast, you've probably got no idea what I'm talking about. But this is designed out of the sea breeze, out of the Fremantle Doctor. But we've also got bushland. That is so rare. Tell me where you get bushland... Near the coast, near the beach in Western Australia, it's, it's hard to exist, especially the size that we've got out the back here. Get a sore neck, Gav. Don't know which kind of end to look at. Do I go check out the beach on that side or do I look over that way and feel like I'm down in Margs? Yeah, well, it's got that feel, hasn't it? It's got that down south feel, but you're living in a capital city, living in Perth. So if, you kind of, if, if you're the sort of person who wants to live in the city but doesn't know if you want to live down south or live in the city, you like a bit of both, 
Here it is, right here. What I find interesting about this property is the number of options that are available to you depending on your situation or what you want to do next. Let's start with, say, retaining this portion of the house, the main home, the three by one, and look at the opportunity that exists out the back there uh, with the standalone um, one by one out the back. Yeah, well, so you mean you, you have got a separate, two separate buildings here with a subdivision line that would go somewhere in between the two buildings. So you could actually subdivide and keep one of the two. Um, and now, obviously, you'd have to design off and in a, a few compromises, but can be done. Similarly speaking, if you were to um, not want to occupy the studio, you've probably got somewhere in the order of three or $400 a week sitting in your backyard if you wanted to. That's $15,000 a year. And in a low interest rate environment, $15,000 a year pays for a loan somewhere around about half a million dollar loan. So that's the magnitude of what you have here. So I love flexibility in real estate. Because real estate is not really a flexible option. You either own it or you don't. And often people say, oh, well, you can't sell off a bedroom. You know, when, if you want to, you know, as you get later in life and you want to retire. Well, no, sorry, with this property, you can. And that's what I like. Good term, long-term real estate, scarce component, great home to live in. But this has got the added benefit of flexibility or options. And that's very rare to get in a property. Is this the type of property where there is an opportunity where it can grow with you? You mentioned the flexibility and the options available, but as your situation changes, can you adapt that right here? Good point, Jamie, because often, you know, we come together in a household formation and there's the couple and they need effectively one bedroom and a living area. Then later on in life, you know, along comes a child or children, then you need a slightly different home. This still caters for that. And then as they get older, you kind of, you know, they want a bit of freedom and you want them to have a bit of freedom too. So they want to be sort of separate from the house. So, you know, you can both live your own lives and this has got that too. I suppose later in life, maybe as the kids move out of home and it's too big, maybe half the home you'd like to either sell off or you'd like to rent out, you get some income because now you're in superannuation mode and this has got that too. So this is the sort of property you can literally start in life and finish in life in this one home and but occupying it in various ways that meets the lifestyle or the, or the nature of the changing nature of lifestyle as we age and move through the years. You mentioned the the price of this property um, really is in line with the land value of this property. Do you see that this might be an opportunity where someone comes in and, and sees that land value and maybe looks to, to bring down this this place that we're sitting in right now and, and subdivide? Well, it's it's an option from this day forward. So, you know, I mean, you're effectively sitting on all land value. If you wanted to subdivide and go through the exercise, it's there for you as a choice now. Or you can enjoy the, you know... The, the location, scarce location, and the improvements that are here, I mean, these will stand the test of time. These have been standing for a while now. They'll stand for a lot longer. So you could live here quite comfortably for the, for the average of 13 years, which people do, and all you've got is you've got land appreciating value over that time, whereas your buildings component here is not depreciating because you're already sitting at 100% land value. So this is your maximum capital growth type property, and capital growth, principal residence, residence tax-free capital gain is the key. Because remembering, you're giving up your tax deductibility of your rental when you're borrowing property, when you're borrowing money. So this is a maximum growth property. So this is the sort of property that can really make a great deal of difference, particularly in a growing market, especially over a 10 or 15 year period. You know, watch what this can do to your balance sheet, to your bottom line. You've often said uh, to me that you're not a property investor, you're a collector. (laughs) That the attributes of this property meet that uh, collection criteria for you? Yeah, well, but, you know, true test. You know, I always look at true test. Would I buy this property myself? And if I was in the right stage of life and I was looking for a maximum capital growth property, this is the one that I'd buy. 
So, you know, it doesn't get any clearer than that. And, you know, there's not just one property in Perth. We're going to, over the time, we're going to look at, you know, below a million dollars in the 500 to a million dollar bracket. We'll be out there next week and we'll be finding those because not everyone's got a million and a half to spend, uh, granted. I, it's, a, it's an aspirational um, target, um, but we've got a great property for a million and a half here. Um, and then we're going to go into that three hundred to five hundred thousand dollar bracket the week after. So there are these type of properties at every price point, and the same criteria: mostly land value, land appreciates over time, buildings depreciate, great home to live in, and it's got that scarcity component. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that over the next few weeks. This is what we're going to do on the podcast. We're going to go out to where real estate is. We're out of the studio. We're checking out places, and we're going to have some fun doing it. Yeah, and the important thing is we're in properties. Both of these properties are on the market today. And don't just listen to the theory. The practical is you can buy both of these now, and these both meet the criteria. So when we're looking at properties, we're not just looking at abstract theories. We're not just talking about, you know, you know, the theory of how to make money in real estate. We're showing you where they are, what they look like, and that they actually exist. Big thank you to everyone who led us inside their place today. Very generous of them. Um, we'll find a few more people who let us do the same over the next few weeks. Um, Gav, good to see you. Good to check out a couple of places. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week again already, Jamie. <laughs>